what better to follow an hour and a half of Pop-Tarts talk than this month to talk about lettuce? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is how we actually followed up eating all the Pop-Tarts. It's true. We we ate a bunch of lettuce because it just felt like we had to. (laughs) (laughs) So this week, we are ranking our favorite lettuces. (laughs) There are a lot of lettuce. There a lot lettuce. Is it lettuce singular or lettuces? Well, it depends how you define them. So the actual like there is like a family, like a plant called like the lettuce family, and that includes many of the common varieties that we know. Things like um, you know, obviously like you know the most common like iceberg, uh, romaine lettuce, butter lettuce. Um, you did your research. I sure did. <laughs> I know this a little bit. I'm, I'm acting slightly feigned surprise because <laughs> when I came in to be like, are you ready to record? He was like, no, I still have more research to do. So, I did. A deep dive into lettuces. I mean, not that deep. I mean, I've read Wikipedia for 10 minutes, so it wasn't like, you know, that. I mean, how <laughs> deep do we go here? This is top four. <laughs> so one thing I wanted to ask is whether lettuces as a category for the purpose of this ranking should include things that aren't biologically part of this family but that people will often use in salad so this would include things like kale spinach and arugula oh wait oh my oh no like those technically aren't part of the lettuce family so kale is one of those brassica plants that 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 like like half the vegetables that you've heard of anybody out there are this one family of plants. It's like broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, and kale is part of that. Arugula, also called rocket in many parts of the world, that's also one of those. Uh, spinach is its own thing, apparently. Uh, now, I am not a plantologist, and so I don't know how close these are or how much these distinctions matter. Uh, but it is worth pointing out, like, what are we including as lettuces for the purpose of this discussion? I was just going under, like, the things that I would base a salad off of or like a leafy green right okay so that would include things like like arugula which is kind of like kind of leafy it literally has to right okay (laughs) because i've made my list (laughs) all right so we will just expand the uh, definition of lettuce to include all the things we want to put on our lettuce lists (laughs) all right so if you had like a box of lettuce that's mixed greens it's still lettuce oh i have opinions on mixed greens Mixed greens are a scourge on the lettuce world. Okay, so background information. Marco does all of the shopping and most of the cooking in our household. (laughs) Because I discovered that I was a much happier person when I didn't do either of those things. But critically, the only reason this arrangement works uh, for, like, (laughs) happiness in the household is that I care a lot about, like, the food that, that we buy and everything. But Tiff doesn't. And... More importantly, she doesn't really care very strongly what I cook as long as she didn't have to cook it. It's true. And so the combination of me caring about the shopping and therefore wanting to do it. Okay, I like I like fancy shopping. I, I okay, I like fancy <laughs> groceries. Like I like the organic stuff and the right, things that which are I like, like bright and beautiful. Like I'm not so unpicky that I would just walk into the grocery store and just grab whatever and bring it home if I were the one in charge of shopping. But shopping makes me unhappy and frustrated and it takes me a very long time and I usually leave the store with half of the items that I (laughs) needed, another half of items I didn't need and like forgetting two-thirds of the recipe I was planning on shopping for in the first place. So let's just say shopping is my strength. Yes. In the house. (laughs) Shopping, uh, 
deciding what to eat for dinner and loading the dishwasher. Yes. And, and to be fair, I'm only good at two of those things. The deciding what to eat for dinner, I'm not good at, but you don't care. So it works. It's true. You make <laughs> you make more decisions than I do. Because my more, decision more than zero <laughs> the other night my decision was you, you didn't feel like deciding so what did we end up eating what was it oh that was disgusting <laughs> all right so tiff t- <laughs> normally what i make for dinner includes vegetables yes you know some kind of like remotely healthy thing and i like vegetables tiff made for her for her dinner the, the one night i didn't want to choose <laughs> tiff made Hot dogs covered in beef chili. From with, a can. From a, of course, from a can. <laughs> with sour cream and cheese on top. From a bag. Yes, of course. Well, yeah. Both from a bag. Yes. Well, I mean, the, the bag, the, the squeezed sour cream is the most important advancement in sour cream technology in, in many, many years. Everything came in a bag. But it, yeah, except for the can of chili. Uh, Cans are somehow worse yeah i and none of these ingredients by themselves were bad but i did not feel great after eating a large quantity of that if i'm left to my own devices i eat like i'm under the influence of a lot of things (laughs) (laughs) and just grabbing whatever and putting it together i make the Uh, grossest food microwave nachos yeah micro oh don't Yep, I yes, I'm sorry world. I <laughs> put shredded cheese on top of chips and I put it in the microwave and it is my like yeah, stick together. Guilty pleasure drunk food. Like leave me alone. It's so bad. It's mostly the cheese mostly melts on the plate that right. it's on. Like yes. it misses half the chips. Anyway, <laughs> I'm a disgusting human. <laughs> when left to my own devices, I can cook. I can You cook. can. I yes, can. you just don't want to. Right. And and I I can to a degree and I stick within my comfort zone, but the good thing is my comfort zone is big enough to to include things that Tiff is okay eating and she doesn't care about them. I've gotten out of the habit of enjoying cooking. Yes, which is fair. So we're talking about lettuces. Yes. Which now, is what we mainly have for lunch. Yes. So again, you know, we, we try to eat reasonably healthy. Mm-hmm. And and as we've gotten, you know, in closer to middle age, we've tried to uh, increase the ratio of healthy things. Except for accidental heartburn night. Yes, that <laughs> that was a, a, a learning experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never again. Learning opportunity. Um, so, yeah, lunch is usually mostly some kind of vegetables, usually greens if we have them, topped with a small amount of unhealthy things like chicken salad or whatever. Um, so... We eat a lot less. A and, lot of Mark, and Marco goes shopping for all that lettuce. And he turns out, as I've learned when he comes home from shopping and we have long talks about the lettuce, <laughs> is that he cares very much about the lettuces, where they're from, the types of brands he's getting, the type of mix he's getting. He pays a lot of attention to this. So I think this is uh, a pretty good top four list for you. Yeah. So and and it's it's surprisingly hard to get good lettuce reliably because lettuce and, and the lettuce family of things, with with a few exceptions like kale, it tends to have a pretty short shelf life. Uh, it tends to to wilt and get rotten and get weird smelling within maybe a week. Uh, you know, most of the times of buying it or or less if it's if it was already on the shelf for a long time. 
Um, so it, it tends to have a pretty short shelf life compared to most other fresh foods. And so you really got to get it fresh. And that's hard sometimes. And sometimes you got to just like, you know, look at the shelf and take whatever is freshest, not necessarily your preferred <laughs> type of greens. Ugh, if I find a slimy green in my lettuce, I'm I'm over it. Like I can't yeah. continue <laughs> with eating what I'm eating. If Oh, I hate those leaves. Oh, it's just so and bad. This is where the mixed greens get me. Mm-hmm. Because the problem with so okay, so step one is most lettuce that we buy, we buy pre-washed in some kind of container. I know this is not amazing for like waste packaging. I but reuse the containers for art purposes. That's true. I decided a long time ago that I really, really hate washing lettuce. And the result of me really hating washing lettuce, it was not that I would just do it and grumble. It was that I was eating a lot less lettuce as a result. <laughs> I was buying a lot less and eating a lot less. So I, I learned that if I buy pre-washed greens, I eat way more of them and that's better for me. So, uh, you know, we, we all have our things. Anyway, the problem is that to to get most pre-washed greens, most stores only carry like one or two kinds that are only one type in the bag. Like you can you can get like a bag of spinach, baby spinach at least. Full-grown spinach I hardly ever see anywhere anymore. I don't even know necessarily what it looks like. Um, but I think it looks just bigger. Yeah. <laughs> We've had some of the older babies occasionally before that like they They're get like, tougher. They get tougher. Yeah, just larger and tougher. Anyway, mm-hmm. so baby spinach is very easily found by itself. Kale is usually found by itself. Most other types of lettuce aren't, though. Like, it's hard to find other ones that are just, like, in a bag or a box by themselves. Um, and so, in a box or a bag? Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Deep cut. Um, you often have to settle for some kind of mixed green box. The problem with mixed greens, first of all, is that you generally only like one or two of the things in there. And there's always like two or three things in there that you're like, what the heck is that? Or I would never buy that, but oh, well, I'm getting it in a mixed green. Like that annoying frise. What is that one? Yeah, the like crinkly bitter one. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. They throw that in there because they know no one's buying it. Right. If you were like a frise manufacturer, like, you know, I'm sure the frise lobby has a lot of control over the mixed green. Big frise. Yeah. Big, (laughs) big frise is really in deep with the mixed green uh, consortium there. So yeah, they had an under the table deal to get that in there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The other problem with mixed greens, and this is the more, the more serious problem for me usually, is that there's always one of the things in there that rots way before everything else in the box or the bag. And so you end up... (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you end up with like, you know, a box of mixed greens that by its like official expiration or sell by a date, you might still have a week on it and you open it up and like some of the stuff in there is okay, but then like a quarter of the stuff in there is rotten and is stinking up the rest of it and is leaking like, you know, gross rot water all over oh, the rest God, of it. And so it kind of ruins the whole box when only one of the things in there goes bad. So you're much better off having separate components. Like have a box that is just one kind of lettuce <laughs> have that by itself and it tends to last longer and be and be fresher and be tastier and everything else so i try as whenever possible to find individually typed lettuces again i recognize if i would just buy them and wash them myself this would be a lot easier i know that but i would i would eat a lot less of it i know myself well enough so if i want to eat a whole bunch of lettuce which i do and you know we want to have some kind of reasonable shelf life for it individual varieties are where it's at in my opinion which is a good thing because we are ranking our individual varieties exactly (laughs) that's tricky to say individual varieties yes (laughs) so first i want to do our wonderful sponsor because this is a sponsor that is ideal for people who can't decide 
what to have for dinner tonight and don't really want to go out and shop. They really nailed it with choosing us to have as a podcast to advertise on. I gotta say. Yeah. So this is, we are sponsored this month by DoorDash once again. Did you forget one thing at the store? Yes. You know, if you don't, if you don't want to plan dinner or cook dinner, you don't have time. (laughs) Yes. Not everybody has time. (laughs) You can get everything you need for your dinner tonight at DoorDash. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door. And now you can also get grocery essentials you need with DoorDash, too. You can get drinks, snacks, and other household items delivered in under an hour directly to your door. Pop-tarts and lettuces? Exactly. (laughs) And ordering from DoorDash is super easy. You just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with their contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants, including Popeyes, Chipotle, Cheesecake Factory, and so much more. We have personally used DoorDash. We continue to occasionally use DoorDash whenever we have the chance, and it is really wonderful. Like sometimes you just don't want to decide and you know you just don't have time or whatever. It's great. It's more than sometimes for me. Yeah. <laughs> So for a limited time, you can get 25% off and zero delivery fee on your first order of $15 or more. Why wouldn't you try that? Exactly. By downloading the DoorDash app and entering code TOP42021. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order by downloading the DoorDash app in the App Store and entering code TOP42021 at checkout. That's code TOP42021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash subject to change terms apply our thanks to doordash for their support of this show and relay fm you know you really should share that code with some family members too like anybody who might be into this yeah exactly like send that sucker around (laughs) so let us buy more lettuces oh god (laughs) and pop darts we're in the hole for those pop darts yeah well that's true yeah (laughs) it's it takes a a year of lettuce to make up for what we did there pop darts put us in the red (laughs) (laughs) so uh honorable mentions i have an honorable mention and its name is stupid i mean it's not called stupid lettuce i was gonna say i've never heard of that one there are a lot of varieties and many of them are regional so that could be you know some weird like pennsylvania only lettuce or something there are a lot of varieties of lettuce do should we go over those varieties or just assume that people know that eh, there's people lots know. of different lettuces there's some like really niche lettuces out there oh yeah i mean i think one might actually be called niche lettuce <laughs> maybe but the one i'm thinking in the of, niche region of france <laughs> I really would believe that. Me too. <laughs> uh, the one I'm honorable mentioning is leafy. Leafy lettuce? Yes. Imagine that. Its name is leafy. Okay. I mean, that, that is also a, an entire category. Of, it's called leaf lettuce. There's a category called leaf lettuce. Yeah, well. As opposed to like head lettuce and, and stuff like that. But. but it's the leafier lettuce. I don't think it's a very creative name. Okay. They just looked at it and they said that one's leafy. <laughs> they ran out of names or that was the first one maybe that was the very first one <laughs> but all right i don't know online it said leafy and it looks like the lettuce that i'm going to honorable mention and it's just like it's a wonderful middle of the road lettuce it is nice colored like it's kind of a bright green mm-hmm. it is a little fluffier than a you know regular head lettuce or a romaine or something i the romaine it has too much vein for me like romaine lettuce it was all about romaine for a number of years. Okay, lettuces go through trends, it seems like, in mm-hmm. in popular culture. And 
for a while, everyone was all about the wedge salad with an iceberg. And again, iceberg, it's just kind of molded together water. Yeah, I don't have I don't have anything good to say about iceberg lettuce, no. even though it is, I believe, the most popular kind of lettuce, according to. I understand research. an iceberg salad. I really do like a wedge salad. I understand the appeal. But I think that that's where most of the iceberg went or people who just for a long time, that's all the lettuce that there was in the grocery store, uh, mostly right. like boomer age. And all they would buy was iceberg lettuce because when they thought I need lettuce, they went and got an iceberg lettuce. There were no options at all to choose from. Next, after iceberg, came the romaine, and then the romaine hearts. So I feel like, but romaine, it has this big, giant, hard, terrible vein. Yeah. I, bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it, it's just, it's not tasty. There's very little leaf. There's very little green. What is, what's the good stuff that you eat when you eat green lettuce? Like, it's Like the vitamins. chlorophyll and stuff? I don't know. Chlorophyll? Isn't that what you used to, like, pass people out in, like, spy movies? That's chloroform, I believe. I think. I don't know. I'm not an expert in that area either, thank God. Uh, but, no, I mean, I, I agree. Romaine... People take pieces of lettuce and spy movies yeah. and, like, put them up to your face and you pass oh, out. You have to take the greenest part. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, romaine also is my honorable mention as well. I, but romaine's not my honorable. Oh, you're honorable. So, you're calling it leafy lettuce. I think the more common name is green leaf lettuce, which I do have in my list in, in a little bit. But Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fluffier, it looks kind of head-like, but it has, like, ruffly tops to yeah, it that's and called it's green leaf green. lettuce <laughs> it's a very common variety yeah it's leafy yeah exactly and that's my honorable mention because i like the texture of it it doesn't have like a big giant horrible bland area um and it's uh it's bright it's happy it has its little outfit fluffle fluffles <laughs> fluffles that's yeah. what they're called yeah fluffles i like the fluffles yeah. on a lettuce it's a it's a leafy fluffle salad yes <laughs> Please, someone, if you find a new variety of lettuce and you're out there, name it Fluffles and please tell us and, uh, you know, attribute that to top four. <laughs> or just call Greenleaf Lettuce that because Greenleaf is kind of a stupid name. All right. We're having Fluffle Lettuce. There we go. Please so, buy the Fluffles. I will say, now that we're on the Greenleaf topic, it's my number three. Oh. Um, because I, I, you're right. It is, you know, there, there's really nothing wrong with it. And that's kind of why it's my number three. It is a great Wait, all-arounder. It, it made it up to number three for having nothing wrong with it. Yes. Because it is such a versatile, like, default lettuce. You can take any any dish that uses lettuce, for the most part, with, with a few exceptions, but relatively few. If you substitute in green leaf lettuce, it's fine. So, like, if green leaf is what you have, or it's the easiest to get, or, you know, you, you happen to like it really well, like, you can use that in so many ways, and it's never the wrong choice for almost anything. Including, like, like traditionally, you know, romaine is surprisingly popular i agree with you i don't think it's worthy of its popularity that's why it's my honorable mention which i guess i'll talk about now as well romaine is you know it, it's useful when you want something really crunchy so like a caesar salad is traditionally you know traditionally use romaine for that and i love a caesar salad but i also recognize that if you like if you use basically like the bottom half of the romaine <laughs> or the inner third it's not going to taste very good. No. Like, you, you want, like, the tips of it that are kind of green. Like, you want that, but most of it is not, like, the, the really hard white part, you just don't want anywhere. And using romaine, like, cooking with it or prepping it, is a pain in the butt because if you want good outcomes, you want to cut a lot of that out. And it, so, and you end up wasting all this. It's just, romaine, I, I think, is, parts of it are really good. Like, like, the nice, greener, like, less rigid parts, those are great for making a Caesar salad, but 
I feel like if I never had romaine again, and if I just subbed in other lettuces whenever I would otherwise use romaine, I would I would like I would never regret it. I would never notice it would never be a problem. The one benefit of romaine, though, is that it does have a nice little boat shape that if you want to fill it with stuff and kind of eat it taco style, then it it's actually that's a good use for it. Yeah, it's structure. It's structure helps deliver certain toppings or ingredients. So I don't know when we are ranking these, are we considering their topping or their partners or their, you know, uh, like who else is coming to this salad party? I think their uses are relevant. Yeah, because like the fluffles, they help with um, any kind of dressings or like little cheese bits or any kind of tiny bits get stuck in the fluffles and it makes it a much nicer experience. (laughs) That's true. So for most of my list, I really wanted to make sure I was considering how I would eat the lettuce because I don't know about you. I don't just like, okay, actually, I do know about you. You do grab fistfuls of lettuce and just shove them into your face as a snack. Well, as part part of a like low effort lunch, like, you know, many of our lunches, it's the middle of the day. You know, we work at home. It's the middle of the day. We just want to eat something and then get back to the things we were doing. And so many times our lunches are kind of half- butted and <laughs> you know it's when you want to eat like some lettuce and you know maybe some you know some deli meat or something you know you just you have these two things you want to eat eating lettuce in a more formal way is very time consuming i mean i'm i am one for a half butted lunch but i don't just grab like a handful of lettuce and shove it into my mouth like you <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because it starts out so big and you just like shove it all in i mean it compresses down really far I know, in my defense like... but like yeah you could if you just grab a handful of lettuce and stick it in your face that i think for a for an informal setting such as standing at the counter we call eating it, lunch. we call it a standing lunch yes for a standing lunch we were basically like standing in front of the fridge and the counter like just eating a few things quickly i think it is totally acceptable to take a handful of lettuce and shove it in your face. It's so much easier than like making a whole salad out of it and eating it with a fork. Okay. So regardless of how you eat lettuce <laughs> like a crazy person, <laughs> I tend to eat lettuce with stuff. So I'm considering my list to how well the lettuce delivers the other things it might be around that's fair and and i do have as part of my considerations for how i rank the lettuces and what i'm including i am considering like the role that they could be used in with with other things because i feel like most of them i mean okay I, I do i did consider flavor and like there you think it might not have flavor if you're not like a big salad person but different lettuces have different flavors like they mm-hmm. have different tastes different strengths uh different bitternesses and so yes eating them alone is one thing but i don't know when you're eating them alone sometimes i'm still just eating like a green leafy thing and it all kind of blends together so my list is considering <laughs> more than just the I'm going to taste this lettuce leaf. Chomp, 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 chomp. Oh, it tastes like this. It's not, hmm, like a lettuce sommelier. Right. It's not like that. A leafier. A leafier. Mm. Did you know, I learned this in my research, that there's something called lettuce soup? What? Doesn't that sound ridiculously bad? Like, it, <laughs> the one thing... Hot lettuce? Yeah. The one thing <laughs> most lettuces don't do well at is heat. <laughs> oh i hate when they i hate when people heat up sandwiches and they put lettuce on the sandwich 
Okay. That's a rookie mistake. You got to heat the other ingredients, then Wait. put the lettuce on at the last minute if there's going to be lettuce at all on a hot sandwich. We're but judging too harshly. Wilted spinach, kale, like all of well, these things the thing. are made to be cooked down too. Some of them do better than others though. So and wait, so is this a consideration? Are we just talking about cold lettuce or are we also talking about hot lettuce? I'll get this there has actually. This further than I could have possibly imagined. My, I might need a minute. I will get there. To rethink this because... <laughs> no! Oh no, I just... When I was making my list, I was only considering cold lettuce and I was planning on making a joke about how awful hot lettuce is, but turns out hot lettuce is a thing and that is like spinach or kale or like any kind of wilted greens... Oh, no. Yeah. Well, it's tough. So, like, for me, I think spinach is one that I actually have as an honorable mention because I kind of only like it hot. You know, like, I... <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, saying it, like... It's- you think that this category lettuces <laughs> you have a narrow view of it but then when you start really talking about it and diving in there are so many more there's so many more layers to this head of lettuce we are just peeling back <laughs> leaf by leaf like all the different wow yeah like spinach i'll okay it's fine like i'll have it raw like as a salad but i it's not something i would prefer like in that context now if it's part of a mix of greens fine i won't i won't even notice but spinach by itself i it gets it gets my teeth too like dry and squeaky you know i don't <laughs> all right wait we need to circle back to that uh, hot lettuce salad what or lettuce soup yes the hot lettuce soup i looked this up so which wait is lettuce soup a hot salad hmm well <laughs> it depends like so it, it from what I've, I've never seen lettuce soup ever offered anywhere i've never tried it is creamed spinach actually lettuce soup is that a no. version of lettuce soup so what seems to make lettuce soup, it's kind of like if you think about like if you had to make a celery soup. I'm getting upset thinking about it. Like a, a celery soup is a small amount of celery that is pureed into other things that basically make anything into soup. So like cream or milk, uh, maybe, you know, some starch element. Maybe it's like some potatoes blended up and it's all like pureed into like this hot thing that's full of a bunch of other stuff and a little bit of lettuce. Like that apparently is what lettuce soup is. So it's and, and apparently you like either puree or strain so you don't get these like long fibers <laughs> but again i've never seen this on a menu so but I, I was when i first saw that lettuce soup existed and i was doing my research for this episode i was kind of horrified because it sounds awful <laughs> that's gonna be the new hot thing just you wait like it's gonna be in all the hipster restaurants lettuce soup <laughs> they have to rebrand it though because again no nobody thinks of hot lettuce as an as an appetizing thing so they'd have to give it like a fancier name hmm yeah. What could we call it? I mean, rocket soup sounds pretty cool. Rocket. Rockets are just the other name for arugula in different parts of the world. I'm trying to think of how we can incorporate fluffles <laughs> into the soup. <laughs> well, if you use it the way you would use truffle linguistically. Ooh, fluffle mm. soup. Yeah. Or, Fluff, fluffle bisque. <gasps> fluffle bisque. Mm. It doesn't sound so bad. But then you can never combine it with truffles because it sounds stupid. And you can't, the you truffle can't have fluffle like a, soup? A, a truffle and fluffle soup. That, that would sound. I think truffle fluffle bisque sounds amazing. Anyway, so my number four <laughs> is uh, kale. My number four is kale. And I think. Wait, and, and, can we just high five? Yeah, hey. <laughs> high fives don't work so well on podcasts. <laughs> that worked great. So kale is, is one of these things that's actually not technically part of the lettuce family it's it's one of the brassica vegetables what i like about kale well, is actually i know what, what i like about kale is that it because it's so much hardier than most lettuces that gives it a few useful properties so number one is 
it lasts the longest. Like in the fridge, if you have like a big bag of kale, that bag of kale will outlast any lettuce you bought on that same grocery trip. So in stamina testing. Right. So like, you know, if you're in a situation, which many of us are, where, you know, you kind of don't want to go grocery shopping or you can't go grocery shopping that often and you want to, you know, you want to go and get a whole bunch of stuff at once and have it last a week or two, you're going to have the kale last the longest out of that, out of that batch. Um, What I also like about it is that... So the kale is the survivalist of the lettuces. (laughs) And what's also great about kale is that it is much more tolerant of being used as a hot food ingredient than almost any, than I think any other kind of lettuce I know of. Like almost any of the leafy green, I think kale by far is the best to tolerate both hot and cold uses. Now, for certain cold uses, it's a little tough, you know, and so that's why like, you know, it, it's, it's a trade-off, right? It, it, all that toughness that it has makes it a little like, you know, firm and crunchy and, and tough for certain uses. See, like when it's I, cold, I wouldn't put it like just... on a burger, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't put it on a burger either. But when it's cold and it's served in kind of like a salad mm-hmm. scenario, salad scenario, y- you have to chop it up smaller. You can't leave it very big. And I think that that makes kale much more manageable or like shredded because then yeah. you have to do less chewing of it, but you still get the flavor. I like the flavor of kale. I like the hardiness of it. I think it's, I like it the best when it's paired with something that's really strong and acidic. Because it can hold up against that. A lot of lettuces, if they're too flimsy or weak and not as hardy as kale, they will just, they will wilt under the pressure of (laughs) like a really acidic dressing, uh, something that's really very sharp tasting. Kale holds up with that and it like delivers it really well because like the leafy, kale has the fluffles. So (laughs) (laughs) all of that wonderful like acidic dressing bits can get all tangled up in the kale without wilting it so it's really very good i that's why kale is my number four and nutritionally i mean you can't get better than kale it's so nice and dark and full of vitamins i right i'm going off of the look of it the darker the lettuce the more vitamins it has that sounds like science we're we're scientists in this area obviously so that's that's obviously correct um yeah, I, I'm sure it's up. I'm sure it's at least up there. Yeah, you know? and if you eat it, you know, not cooked, I think also that's more vitamins. Probably, although it might be harder for your body to get to them. But but yeah, certainly. I, I mean, mean people eat cabbage, and that is a very like strong, tough thing. But when they eat it, they shred it. So it's like the tougher yeah. the the green, the smaller you make it, the easier it is to eat. Yeah, and and I think kale's versatility in a lot of ways gives it a lot. Like you can make kale chips which are delightful yes kale chips are delightful like there's there's certain things you can do because of its hardiness that involve you know heat or or other you know liquids you can that... also cover those in cheese yeah <laughs> lettuce is so much better covered in cheese yes <laughs> yeah so kale is great um i i it, the only downside of it which which i think limited how high i could rank it is that if you're if you're just eating a salad full of kale like as a cold lettuce green that's going to be – we do it sometimes, but that is uh, a, a task. <laughs> that's, that's, it takes some doing. <laughs> it does. It does feel like the workday doesn't have a break for lunch. You are continuing to work through lunch. It's a working yes. lunch when you're eating kale. <laughs> yes, you're working hard to eat that kale when it's cold. <laughs> uh, and then secondarily, uh, I don't like how when, you, when you're cooking with kale, when you're prepping with full leaves – um, you got to deal with the stems, and mm-hmm. those are. It, it's similar to uh, romaine. Kale stems are very big and very tough, and you really don't want them in this in the resulting salad. And this also has a secondary effect that 
when you it, like I, I will often buy bagged frozen greens uh to to use while cooking and it buying frozen kale is is usually a bad idea that i usually come to regret because the frozen kale you open it up and it's all stems like it's like it's by volume it must be three quarters stems in the bag and i'm like this this is not a bag of frozen kale this is a bag of frozen stems i have not found a brand of frozen kale at any vendor at any price point that is not mostly stems in the bag well kale is mostly stems (laughs) yeah i guess so yeah that's that's unfortunate i I would pay three times as much for a bag of kale that was only leaves but uh, alas it doesn't seem to exist hear that out there take his money (laughs) (laughs) so that's my number four yours you you were also number four kale also number four kale all right so i already discussed my number three which was green leaf Mm -hmm. uh what is your number three it is the butter variety because i find it really fun again adding some dairy to this vegetable (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately butter lettuce also called boston or bib lettuce does not actually contain any butter no it doesn't but it is buttery like I was trying to think of another adjective to describe this besides just buttery for butter lettuce because you don't want to use the word in the definition, right? Like that's like the whole thing to paint you a better word picture of what this actually is. But it is kind of just silky and smooth. It makes me want to rub it on my face. Like, yes, it has a very appealing texture. Yeah, it's just touching wise. Like not even eating the texture eating is just fine. I think it's just average. It's not but like the touching texture. It feels really nice. It feels really nice. It's not slimy. It's soft. It's like yeah. a silk pillowcase of lettuce. Yeah, exactly. And so I really enjoy it. I like how it forms its natural little cups as it uh, packs around, a you know, a, like a head of lettuce, like a regular head, but it's fluffier. So the each leaf ha- is kind of cup shaped and mm-hmm. they work really well for if you don't want to have um, any carby stuff, if you're making like a taco salad and they hold little taco stuff or if you want to fill them with anything, it's it's a nice little delivery device, very natural looking and it's it, they wrap around very nicely. There's no big stem that you need to like crack in order to have it fold well if you're using it in this way. I just really like them. I feel like it's quite a waste when they are just ripped up into a salad. I think that they're done better as dishes or delivery devices or wraps in a way because that's kind of conducive to how they are. Um, and unlike romaine, which didn't make my list, they don't have like that big ridge. So even mm-hmm. though they're not as sturdy of a boat as romaine would be, I think that they're much more pleasant to eat and there's a lot more enjoyable surface. And it's just so soft like a lamb's ear <laughs> yeah I, I i actually have butter lettuce as my number two hey um because i, I agree with everything you said it, it it feels great it tastes pretty good it doesn't have a super strong flavor no um but it's it's like a nice middle of the road like pleasing you know everyone's gonna like this flavor it's not gonna it's not gonna offend anybody i wonder if i'm slightly swayed by people calling it butter lettuce it, i mean it is a fantastic name um and i agree like like, like butter as, as a if you're going to have something that is a lettuce wrap like anything that you describe as a lettuce wrap or or like you know as you as you mentioned like replacing a tortilla with lettuce or something like that if you're making tacos or something butter lettuce is usually the best choice for that um it does have some strength limitations certainly um but i think usually if you just like put two of them together like you just you know stack them you know they nest nicely with each other and uh, then you you can overcome most strength limitations and other than that they're they're just a bit small for making lettuce wraps but 
I agree that it is like the best lettuce wrap material if you don't care about the size of it being super big. I mean, how much do you need? How big? Like, we're not making a burrito of lettuce here. Right, exactly. Um, I mean, if you are, you could probably line them all up and like fold them in such a way that you could make a lettuce burrito version yeah i mean well like like when shake shack does their <laughs> lettuce wrap uh, for their burgers mm-hmm. if you don't know anybody first of all you should be trying shake shack if, if you can um but uh you can order shake shack burgers through as, doordash <laughs> yes you can we have <laughs> and and you can get it um as lettuce wraps it's just one of the options that uh, you know just say no bun you know use lettuce instead that was and, code and top it. four 2021 that's right <laughs> <laughs> and and the lettuce they use for lettuce wraps is usually a like two or three layer thick green leaf yes but i think butter lettuce might not hold up to that because butter lettuce while it is really good as a wrap it's not super hearty and i think the heat of being trapped in, like with a burger inside of it might be a bit much for it to take without wilting yeah yeah the butter part of its name really uh indicates that yeah like it's <laughs> it there it's better as a as a lettuce wrap for ingredients that either aren't hot or that aren't too hot. So if you had like, you know, a few crumbles of a meat or meat substitute with like other cold stuff, like cheese and sour cream, mm-hmm. like if that's fine. But I wouldn't necessarily do a whole hamburger in butter lettuce. I was just thinking it's probably more of like a decorative plate lettuce, possibly. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't have the fluffles for the texture. So right. it depends on what decoration you're going for. If you're going for like a lettuce bed, I think that this is probably one of the prettier lettuces. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And you can actually eat it. Unlike, you know, like other like greens for decoration, like curly parsley. Like that's terrible. Nobody wants that. No, but you don't like, want to just chow down on that. <laughs> no, no. But like, but butter lettuce, you can actually eat because it's actually good. <laughs> All right. What is your number two? My number two, I can't pronounce. <laughs> is it like what, like kohlrabi or something <laughs> no no it is um in my opinion the cutest of the lettuces and it is the uh mache the paper oh, mache. i forgot about those <laughs> yeah they're so cute i think they're oh. also called we're talking about butter lettuce being soft like a lamb's ear i think they're called like lamb lettuce can you just pull that up real quick for yeah. me uh yeah it's m a with the little chapeau over the a uh as c h e so I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce it. I should have looked this up. But it is so cute. They're like little fluffy leaf bunches. They are so tasty. There's so much texture to them. Uh, as I was reading about them online uh, to get a little bit more information about them, it's described as being nutty. And I was like, yes, that is the flavor. It has like this nutty flavor. It doesn't taste like a nut, but it does have this... I hate the word chalky because it sounds negative, but it is a more more body to the lettuce than you would normally imagine. This is something that Marco found in the grocery store and brought back. And we are, it's definitely one of our absolute favorites. I'm so happy when the store has them and he brings these back. They have kind of a little root end also when they are delivered. Like if you've ever had bean sprouts or something, it's kind of like a root end like that. They're all washed and clean and everything. But yeah, this lettuce, I have never had it. It's a fairly new thing for us, maybe in the last couple of years, but it is definitely uh, slowly climbing. I mean, in a few months, it might be my number one if it were more available. But That's the limitation. We don't get to have it that often. And it's kind of hard to be like, oh, yes, my favorite lettuce, which I can never find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm able to. So, yeah, I looked it up. You're right. It is. So, you know, Mache, however that's pronounced, um, that is the way it's labeled usually, um, but it's also called lamb's lettuce, feticus, fed salad, sorry for the pronunciation, nut lettuce, field salad, or my favorite, corn salad. 
I, that's weird. I don't know why it's called corn salad, but that is apparently one of its most common names. It looks like you just walked into a field of clovers and there was like a, and you took a fistful of it. And yeah, like, but bigger. But bigger and not heart shaped, but it does kind of look like ground cover in a garden. Yeah. And I agree. <laughs> this, I had totally forgotten about this because I haven't been able to get it in months. But my, yeah, my standing rule is whenever I see these matcha rosettes in the, in the store, I always will buy at, like as many as they have or as many or up to a limit that I think we can eat of maybe like six before they before they start going bad. Adam because, loves them too. Our yeah. eight year old adores these. Yeah, because he has a cute little name for it. And I know I can't remember. I it. can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, like they're 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 small. They're a little bit crunchy. They they have a great flavor. Not too strong. Not too weak. Not too firm. Not too soft. Like it's just like a nice all arounder. If and, you can yeah. find it, go and find it and try it. And I guarantee it will make your top four list because it's unlike anything else it's so delightfully strange yeah and it does look just, like you just pulled it out of your garden it's, it's great <laughs> yeah had, had i thought of this and it, if it were actually more available this might have been my number one whoa that's how much i like these see but, see but yeah you just i i forgot about it because you can just i i can get it maybe four times a year like that's <laughs> i hardly ever see it more than that <laughs> it has such a delightful savory edge and the surface area of it per leaf because the leaves are very tiny and in these little clusters but yet they're they're soft and they aren't like a, a tough fibery type of lettuce it's much more like a um, leafy lettuce like a lettuce yeah, that you would normally... but the leaf is like the size of maybe a grape like like the, that's like roughly how big the, the main part of the leaf is yeah uh and it's it's just very nice, very nice. They're in these little sprigs. Looks mm-hmm. like every single one is like a little bouquet. <laughs> yeah, those are the rosettes, I believe. Mache rosettes. Anyway, yeah, that's that stuff is great. I wish I could get it more. All right, my number one. Wait, it, what was your number two? It was Butterhead. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm following you here. You are, yeah. Yep. My number one is Red Oak. What? Left field? Really? Yeah. I can't believe I'm slightly offended by your top lettuce pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, it, I'm, honestly, it should be those matcha resets, but I forgot about those. But n- my number one on my list you is... You have time to change. You can I switch. I might. Well, my number one is Red Oak. My number 0.5 is the matcha resets. Red Oak? But tell me more. Why? What I like about, about Red Oak is that it is, in many ways, very similar to Greenleaf. It is a right-down-the-middle flavor right down the middle texture and size and everything else but it has that little like purple fringe across it and so it gives like and i don't know if it actually tastes different than green leaf probably not honestly you like a little bit of the extra spicy color it's it makes salads and everything prettier it makes it look like a more complicated dish than it actually is whenever you just have like a salad and something simple on it you know not not like a bunch of different ingredients um and and it holds up to any kind of use any any use you want to use lettuce for with the exception of like you know hot cooking i I wouldn't use it for that but you know any any cold use it's great just like green leaf you know it holds up to pretty much everything um but it just it's a little bit nicer looking a little bit prettier a little bit fancier so you like it because it has a cuter outfit maybe (laughs) yeah it just it's it's a great all-arounder for for all cold uses as i said and yeah and and i wanted to give a special shout out here to my favorite lettuce company this is not a sponsorship, but my favorite lettuce company by far. But it could be famous lettuce company. Yes, is Gotham Greens. This is a company that grows all their lettuces hydroponically in greenhouses in or near cities, and it's it's really hard for me to find. Like it was it was in it's in it's in like our Whole Foods sometimes, <laughs> and I like them so much. They have such 
a high consistent level of quality with their stuff like i've never had their stuff rot early all their lettuces that i've that i've ever seen available are single variety per package so they don't have the problem that mixed greens have like the you know the one part of it going bad and ruining the rest of the batch and because it's all grown hydroponically there's never been issues with like you know dirt or anything it's just it's just great and and you know you, you look at their company it looks like they do they do things pretty nicely there like it's pretty you know responsible environmentally and stuff like that as well so big shout out to gotham greens they i mean i i love their pesto too like they just they make a bunch of really good greens and things made of greens and their quality bar seems very high and the only reason i don't have more of them is that i'm not always shopping at a store that carries their stuff but i wish i always wish they would and literally every other kind of packaged lettuce i've ever tried has been worse than that than them i love that you have a preferred lettuce company of course i do it's <laughs> i eat a lot of lettuce so great <laughs> we are there is nothing there's there's no topic that we cannot discuss at length and have a severe opinion on of course not and lettuce i thought along with you know woodland creatures for us lettuce i thought was one of our weirder choices but wow you're you're really bringing this around uh i have um my number one is i'm sure you can probably guess let's see how well you know from being our head shopper probably arugula it's arugula slash rocket for the europeans it's arugula because i love how spicy it is like it is a good i like i think i like the tiny lettuces because it has a lot of texture and like leafiness to it it's almost herb looking yeah it almost looks like dandelion leaves yeah a lot like the matcha matcha lettuce Matcha is something different that's green tea (laughs) i know that's green tea but i'm curious (laughs) if it's pronounced similar I don't know how to read the IPA pronunciation guides on Wikipedia. It looks kind of like paper mache, so I'm going to say mache. It looks like it might be mosh. Or maybe mosh. We should. Mosh? You got to get the digital lady to read it. Oh, it's an A like palm or bra. So it's ma and then the big like section symbol, the big big S thing. Hold on. I'm looking it up. S-A-H like shy, cash, or emotion. Okay. So it's, it's mosh according to Wikipedia. We're going to hear from, like, all of France on this one, I'm sure. That's fine. Je suis très désolé. Can, can, you, can you tell them in French? I'm so sorry for butchering your language. Um, je suis très désolé. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Poor beef tech. Poor beef tech. That sounds like something. For, well, beef tech, I was thinking butcher, butcher, but that's just steak. is beef tech. Anyway. <laughs> so, arugula. <laughs> arugula is my favorite because it's spicy. <laughs> it has the end (laughs) no 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 i have things to say about arugula before you cut me off uh i like it because it's it's small and crunchy it has a lot of surface area it's pretty hearty in terms of lettuces it's not as wilty and soft as like a butter lettuce or a leafy lettuce it it's like i was starting to say before i got distracted by the mosh um (laughs) It is, uh, it's, it's heartier, like it's, it's, um, sturdier of a lettuce than you would think for its size. And the flavor is so unlike anything else. And it holds up well to sweet and salty mm-hmm. because it has the spicy. And I think that unlike any other lettuce, it really brings a stronger flavor than almost anything else. Maybe it might rival kale. Kale is a strong flavor, but it's a different strong flavor. It's not a distinctly, it's not a distinct flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Like kale is kind kale of is like, just like green lettuce stronger. Yeah. But 
arugula has that spice to it. It has a bite and it's so interesting and different. And that's why it's my number one, because it just, it stands out in a, in a way that no other lettuce I can think of does. It's more like an, it should feel like it should be an herb, but it's a lettuce, which is fantastic. Yeah. And I feel like where arugula does well is in salads where, or in dishes where you want a bed of greens or a greens element, but you don't want a lot of it in like as, as like a proportion of the mass of the dish. So like you want something that tastes strong. So, so if you're, if you're using like, you know, a, like an arugula with like a little crumble of goat cheese and, you know, figs or something like that, you know, some kind of like little fancy salad like that, you would want arugula there because you don't want like a massive, you know, dome of green leaf shredded lettuce. It would bury those other ingredients. Mm-hmm. So you want something that can be more compact but can still rival them with, or like add to them with enough flavor. So that's where you do something strong like arugula, and I think it works really well that yeah, way. Yeah. So texturally, flavor profile, like it, it really does like sprout itself above the rest. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just it's it's very good. Oh, now I. Every time we talk about any kind of food, even if we're not eating it, when we're just talking about it, I start craving it. It's like, oh, I want an arugula salad with goat cheese, um, some sliced figs or or warm peaches, uh, driveled with balsamic vinaigrette. Mm. Maybe a little prosciutto on the side. I have bad news for you. We have about two of those ingredients. <laughs> a girl can dream of lettuce. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> 